to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What up? What up? What's up? It's your boy, Pastor Way. You know what? Y'all know what it is. Hashtag, you know what it is. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just in a good mood, y'all. I'm in a good mood. I Listen, I know there's stuff going around in the world, listen, and we can be complaining about a whole lot of stuff, but listen, I'm in a good mood right now. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This Is Today with Pastor Wade. Listen, it doesn't matter whatever challenges you may be going through right now in your personal life, in your family life, in your in your business life, work life, vocation, it don't, your church. Oh, I know there's some issues in church. Let me leave that alone. Whatever is going on right now, hey, we are alive. It's another day. Because this is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. And some people say, why do you say this is the only day? Because tomorrow's not promised and yesterday has already passed. So this is the only one we got. So guess what? We got to make it count. Yo, I don't take for granted you here because it's my honor and privilege that you're taking the time out of your life to walk with your boy on this journey we call life. I do not take that lightly. Listen, I love what I do but you guys are a part of what I do because God has sent me because I'm supposed to be in relationship with each and every one of you. And listen, there's some gifts that I have that I, I want to share. And one thing is relationships and uh, how to navigate through this word. You know, one of the things that we need to do that we don't talk about in church is the psychology versus theology. So when we talk about God's word, you know, some people can't understand it because really you got to understand theology, which is the study of God. You're studying the way God said what God says and what he's doing is trying to study how he thinks. Then you talk about psychology is the study of mental behavior of why we do what we do. So what happens is when you read the word, what is happening is the study, the theology and psychology are having a wrestling match because we're trying to understand what God is trying to say through our mental behaviors of why we do things. And so therefore there's the clash. So therefore what I try to do is I try to bring it home and ask God, listen, let's let, can we talk? I need to talk to him like in English, like in, in layman's terms. And, you know, so that a two-year-old, three-year-old could just run with it. And so there'd be no guessing. That's what I like to try to do. I know the word sometimes with thou and thus is, and depends on if you were in the Hebrew or the Aramaic or the Greek or the Latin. Oh my God, it can get confusing. And sometimes, you know, it, depending on who the writer is, always remember, especially if you uh, read the Bible, because I know everybody that listens here doesn't read the Bible. Always understand you. There's two things you want to look at when you talk about reading the Bible. And also, if you're hearing somebody preach. First thing is, what is God doing in the passage? Second thing is, what is the writer or the evangelist? trying to say so you got it and then now the theology and psychology come in and so that's where the wrestling match that's why we want to let the holy spirit lead and guide us and help us and all by getting 
get understanding. So I just wanted to break that down a little bit, you know, because that those questions uh, have come up. And so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And then, then those who join us for the very first time. Hey, hey, your boy, I'm holding air hugs out right now. Listen, uh, I don't take that for granted. I appreciate you. I always do. Anybody listening uh, within the sound of my voice, I uh, always say a prayer for you, even though it's a greeting. But my wish for you is I wish that you prosper and be in health just as your soul prosper. Whatever challenges you may be facing in your life, in your personal, in your business life, your family life, that God keep a hedge of protection around you and your family and your finances, and that goodness and mercy shall always follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that is my prayer for you. And so listen, you could be doing anything right now. You could be joining a whole bunch of conversations right now, but you decided to join your boy. And I appreciate that. There's a thousand on all the podcast platforms, but you decided to stop here. And depending, no matter where you are all across the world, I appreciate you tuning in. And so let me just explain to you what this is today, what your boy is all about, Pastor Wade. We like discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about, sometimes don't want to talk about, don't want to address like mental health issues, stuff like that. Because mental health is really a, is a big thing, but also we can't be hiding behind mental health and use that excuse. But I'm going to leave that alone, leave that alone, leave that alone, leave that alone. <laughs> what we like to talk about <laughs> with church body, I like to talk about on Sunday. At a Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid, and we can have a conversation freely and honestly. And as my boy TV says, keeps it 100 on This Is The Day with Pastor Wayne. Get it. So... Before we get into today's thing, if you're listening for the very first time, you can join any of our other conversations on any other your podcast platforms that you use. We're on Call to Forgive right now. Before that, we're on Disciplines of Faith. Before that, we're on How to Apply Faith. Before that, we're on How to Treat One Another, which is major. Definitely go back and listen to that because especially everything since the pandemic, scamdemic has been going on, how we treat one another has tanked really bad. Also, before that, it was 10 Principles for a Successful Relationship. So uh, you definitely want to go back and listen to those as well. So let's just get right into it because I'm telling you, we're about to have a good time. We've been having an exciting time on this call to forgive. So, you know, it's tradition. You know, this is a plane. Everybody, we're going to take care. We're going to take off together. So make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright and locked position. Any turbulence you feel on this plane is God shaking at the very root of what does not belong on this plane. So, if you were listening with somebody, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready, then let's go! So, when we, you know, I gotta break it down. When we talk about that word forgive, that word forgive, hey, 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 hey. We ain't no, this ain't no jargon word. That that word forgive is a powerful word and has multiple meanings in there. And there's a saying that we have with basically the word forgive, what you're actually saying when you're actually doing it, and especially if you don't forgive, when you have unforgiveness, this is what you're actually doing. So we're going to break that down. So we talk about the word forgive. F-O-R-G-I-V-E. So the Webster's Dictionary, the uh, regular dictionary, dictionary.com, whatever you want to do, you don't have to go to the Greek, the Aramaic, the Latin, the Hebrew. You ain't got to go to that. You ain't got to go to the King James Version. You know, regular old English just works too. 
So you can look it up yourself, but I did it for you. So you ain't got to take my word for it. So if you want to break out a dictionary, you can follow along with me as well. So when you talk about the word forgive, it means to grant or pardon or, or remission. That means an offense over debt or to absolve. Also means to grant or pardon and to a person. Remember that because we're about to get into something right here. Also, it means to cancel a debt. And then that verb, the action word of it is to pardon an offense or an offender. Here we go. So the word for and the word forgive means intended to belong to or be used in connection with in order to obtain or gain or acquire. Then the word give in the word forgive means to bring in voluntary and without expecting a compensation. So the synonym for the preposition word for in the word forgive is because. Then the synonym for the word give in the word forgive is award or hand over. Remember that. Also, the synonym for the word forgive, the whole word, is forget. Now, some of y'all was like, I, don't, I forgive, but I don't forget. That's not forgiveness. Now, is it easy to forget? No. Is it a is it a process? Absolutely. Because Paul talked about, I forget those things behind me. So what he's talking about is a perpetual forgetting because you do have a short term and long term memory. So let's not act like we could just instantly go, oh, there it is. I forgot about it. No, it doesn't work like that. But what you can do is you don't have you, you, you want to let the anger subside, the resentment, if you're holding on to it, subside. So when you do think about it again, if it comes across your mind or you see that person or whatever, you don't get as mad as much until you get to the point to where you don't you it doesn't bother you anymore and then that person or whoever offended you or you offended them they don't y'all don't bother each other anymore just by thinking about it so we forgetting is a major part of forgive as you can see the synonym for the word forgive is forget so remember when we forgive we are actually saying here we go to the person god 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 has mandated not passed away not your bishop, not your pastor, not the evangelist, not the prophet, not the rabbi, not the apostle, not none of that. This is what God has mandated us to forgive, and not only the other person, but forgive yourself. I'm just saying, there's a lot of that going around. People don't even forgive themselves. What we're really saying when you talk about forgive is, I have something of yours. Because remember those definitions. I have something of yours that is intended for you, that does not belong to me, because God said so, that I must voluntarily hand over to you without any compensation, and I must forget about it. And that's how we start every conversation, because that's what forgive means when we say it. So understand this little quick review, because we're going to close this conversation out today, y'all. Listen, this has been a 10-part, and it's been fun, but hey, we have took the meat off this bone and stripped it down. Listen, you know, for all those like wings, wing stop, mom, wing stop lovers out there. Hey, get them, take it down to the bone. Uh oh, I hope I didn't offend all my vegans and vegetarians. I'm sorry. There's some people on here that eat meat. So it's okay. Let's love each other. You know, somebody just got offended. Don't be eating that death. Well, praise the Lord. Let's, we have some eat meat. So relax. Eat your fruit and your veggies and all that kind of stuff and your non-dairy, whatever your case might be. And all to my pescatarians. Let me give you a shout out to Where did I just go? Man, see, see what happened? I'll be getting on the tangents, but it's all good. So we're going to close this out. We talked about forgiveness is hard. <laughs> Listen, uh, anybody that uh, thinks that Pastor Wade thinks forgiveness is easy, uh, no, 
at all. Forgiveness is hard. We said second, forgiveness is complete. It completes you. It allows you to move forward because when you're holding on to unforgiveness, you are stuck. You are paralyzed. Also, third, we said forgiveness is costly. You're going to pay a cost for whether you forgive or not forgive. Oh, you're going to pay a price without question. So also we said fourth, forgiveness pursues. You got to pursue whether you're the offender or not. We talked about that in the last conversation. You have to pursue. Then the fifth thing we talk about forgiveness is continual. Listen, somebody y'all just had to forgive somebody right now. I mean, and you forgave him yesterday, but you got to forgive him again today. I know some people in some marriages right now, y'all can't forgive each other. Y'all trying to hold on to that unforgiveness. And y'all still, and the reason why y'all together is day by day, y'all continually to forgive somebody about something. And in some cases that they don't even know about, which is unfair. Sitting up there holding unforgiveness and you get mad because they're not acknowledging and saying what's going on, but they don't know that you're pissed at them. I'm just saying. So you may want to say something and communicate. That was free. I may be helping some. So forgiveness is continual. You're gonna have to, you're gonna, if you open yourself up for love and relationships, stuff like that, and, and being around people, oh, you're gonna for, forgiveness is continual without question. We next thing we talked about the biblical steps in forgiving. The first thing we said is know what Jesus did for you. Hey, like I say, whether you're a believer or not, Jesus still died for you. So, I mean, you could dispute that all day you want, but it, it's the truth. What can I tell you? Uh, so, you know, whether you receive it or not, that is up to you. So know what he did for you. He's forgiven you, even what you did to somebody else, not only what you did to God, but what you did to somebody else. He already forgave you for it and doesn't hold it against you. So we should not hold it against each other when things happen. We do somebody to do something to somebody or they do something to us. So that's one. We know what did Jesus did for us. Second thing, we must be willing to take the risk. <laughs> Got to risk it. You could, Hey, they could reject you. They could spit in your face. They can do whatever. Or when it comes to taking a risk, you, some people, you know, may spread your business. There's a lot of things, scenarios that could happen. So it's a risk to forgive, especially if you're going to pursue them and, and put yourself out there. There's a risk. There's a price you're paying. I'm just saying. Third, we need, uh, you know, like when uh, in relationships too, when uh, couples uh, are arguing and then nobody wants to say I'm sorry first because nobody wants to take the risk of what? Rejection. I'm just saying I could be speculating, but I may know a thing or two about that. Oh, third, <laughs> we need to cancel the betrayal. Woo, stop, man. Stop back. Stabbers. Stop doing that, man. Uh, we got to cancel that betraying each other. Uh, also, we need to offer personal forgiveness. Yes, 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 yes. And then the fifth thing we talked about is we need to recognize the picture of forgiveness. Man, those were all major. We blew it up and made a big picture. So let's talk about the offender. And we're going to close with this. If you are the offender, oh boy. I know the ears just perked up when I said that. If you're the offender, yeah, that means you did something to somebody else. And let's just even break it down further because you know I am about the dictionary. So if you're the offender, here we go. Let me tell you what the offender means. So if you fall in this category, which everybody within the sound of my voice, one time or another, has fallen into this category. Even if you're not in a situation now, even if you're the one being that have been offended, you've been an offender. At for, so that's why this is for everybody. If you are an offender, an offender means straight from the dictionary. 
Fender means someone who has violated a criminal, religious, or a moral law. Uh, it's also a person, this is one of my favorites, a person or a thing that irritates, annoys, or angers. You know what? We can stop right here. We can stop right there. We can, uh, li- we can literally stop right there. So that's how you know you, everybody within the sound of my voice, and I'm just saying that's including me. So I know somebody said, but somebody's offended me. Okay, and I get it. Somebody right now is saying, I'm offended right now at this moment. That somebody offended me. And that you've been, you you ain't done nothing. I get that. But th- let's, let's look at the other side. We all have been offenders. Because based on this dictionary, this meaning from the dictionary, a person or thing that irritates, annoys, or angers. And then another one says something that is disagreeable. Listen, everybody, I don't care what culture, where you from right now, listening, has been disagreeable, been an irritant, annoys, or angers at one point or another. Then that's being an offender. Offense means a violation or breaking a social or moral rule, a transgression or sin. So understand this, y'all. I'm going to bring everybody into the room because this is going to help all of us. I promise you will. If you are a person who hurts someone and that person is unwilling to forgive you, okay, don't get mad at me when I say this. It is up to you to make it right. Yeah. Yeah, I could I stop for a reason. If you're the person who hurts someone and that person is unwilling to forgive you, it is up to you to make it right. You may not receive that person's forgiveness, but that is between them and God and not you. You need to go through the steps of forgiveness, but with the emphasis on earnestly repenting and offering restitution. You need to confess openly and publicly before the person you offended. Then you need to go to the person in private. Do not rationalize what you did or minimize it in any way. Oh boy, you know folks, well the reason I did what I did is because, no. We do not rationalize what we did to somebody. We do not minimize it in any way because if the other person is offended, If we angered them in some kind of way, they feel any kind of resentment. They got there somehow and it was based on our actions. So therefore, it may not be a big deal to the person that offended the offender, but the one that was offended thought it was a very big deal. So therefore, we can't minimize it. That's why you see in relationships where to one person it was a big deal, to the other person it's not. So one of the people in the relationship going, why are you tripping? It's not a big deal. And to the other person, it's a monumental. It's the biggest thing ever since sliced bread. Well, what happens is we minimize the other person's feelings. And so, therefore, we can't do that. That's why everybody on here has been an irritant or anger or annoyed somebody uh, and been disagreeable in some way, shape, or form. You've been an offender. So, understand this. that That's why this is so powerful. When I say you need to confess openly and publicly. So, here's the rules on that. If you offended somebody in public, you must apologize in public. Mm, I'm going to leave that alone right there. If you did it in private, offended them in private, like nobody else knows, then you don't have to apologize in public. You apologize privately. So 
there's a lot of people that have gotten away with stuff publicly and said, I made an apology in private. Doesn't work because the people that witnessed it may also be offended or it affected them in some way, shape or form just by witnessing it. So therefore you must make it right with them because you must apologize for them, for them witnessing that. So if it was public, if it was private, then you must go to the other person and make restitution some way, shape or form privately. So I know sometimes in church, there's a lot of stuff going on in church. And, you know, I've talked to pastors and leaders sometime and, you know, there there's some pastors that just want to do everything privately and have separate conversations and never and things have done been done publicly and want to do it privately and then want to wonder why things get all messed up in the end because you're trying to handle things so privately and it was a public situation this is why knowing how to have relationships is very important so if it was done publicly it must be done at least in front of the people that were there like something happened to me and i kept telling the pastor at the time dude this was a public thing that pastor tried to tell me no it wasn't a public thing. I'm like, what are you talking about first it was in a classroom full of people then the second thing it, it was went out into the public before it went into church so what are you talking about? So that was something that needed to be handed publicly. But they were like, nah, we ain't going to make, we ain't going to do that public in front of nobody, but they could do that in front of me, in, fr in front of other people. You see what I'm saying? It's the way we handle things. So what happens if we was to do it the proper way, the biblical way, this is the way to do it. If it was a private matter, we handle it in private. If it was a public matter, we handle it in public. Like another situation, there was something that was handled in, done in public. And then now it was brought to other people's attention. We supposed to do something about that, but we didn't do stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that have been handled, mishandled in many different ways. That's because we don't know how to have a relationship. We use words like forgive as just jargon words, buzzwords. We don't really look at what God really says about forgive. And, and it's just a big mess. So when you, you need to confess openly and publicly before the person you offended, that's if, if it was done publicly. Or if it's privately, you do it in private. Do not rationalize what you did or minimize it in any way. Uh, then go to God humbly and with repentant attitude, which means you make a commitment to change your heart, mind, and action. If going to the person is impossible, understand this, because of distance, death, or a restraining order, <laughs> I ain't laughing. Because you know that's some issues, right? You know that's an issue. You know, some people want to apologize, but because you went too far, you offended them. You went too far. They got restraining orders. They won't even take your call no more. I'm just saying. So the restraining order, that's real talk. Uh, then we need to totally rely on God. Take your lead from 2 Corinthians 7, 8 through 11. So here we go, y'all. It says. Oh, boy. There it is. I'm sorry. See, that's what happened with some time with technology, man. You know, it get all messed up. So when you talk about 2 Corinthians 7, through 7, 8 through 11, it says, For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I perceived that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. Verse 10, for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing, that you sorrowed in a godly manner. What diligence it produced in you, what 
clearing of yourselves and what indignation, what fear, what vehement desire, what zeal, what vindication in all things. My God, you proved yourself to be clear in this matter. This allows Jesus to be your mediator. God definitely has to be a mediator in all our relationships. See, if some of y'all want to call it the higher power, some of y'all want to call it the universe and stuff like that. Stop calling stuff the universe and all that. I speak to the universe and it gives it back to me. Well, the devil blesses too. So sometimes you better watch who's giving you a gift and what you're calling from. Because there's a lot of things that give gifts. Even Satan offered some to Jesus and it was all his anyway. So listen, so Understand God is a mediator. That's what you use the Bible for. That's what you use your relationship with God for in your relationships here is we use it as the referee. So anytime I counsel a couple or a single or whatever the situation may be, I always say, listen, God is on both your sides. And also he's the he's the referee if you allow him to be. And the word is the, the centerpiece that we're going to use because it is the way to solve a whole bunch of problems because every self-help book, every everything that's derived come from the Bible, some way, shape or form. Every motivational talk, all that comes from the Bible. I've been I've listened to so many leaders and been trained by different leaders and motivational talk, stuff like that. They've made millions of dollars. My man, Les Brown, I love him to death. But all he's done is, is been a motivational speaker. He's taken the Bible to motivate. Uh, same as Joel Osteen. He tells you, I don't know the word like that, but I use the word as motivation. So I'm just saying it can be done. <laughs> so you can use the Bible as your, your mediator, as your center if you want to. But the problem is that some people... People don't rightly divide the word of truth. So if you use it as a mediator, you and you're and you know you're not off the hook for truly seeking repentance. Just because you may not be able to physically go to a person does not mean you do not have to forgive them. You can use a third party such as a pastor or a letter and definitely through repentance and prayer. When we refuse to forgive or refuse to repent, here we go then we are holding ourselves back from God and his best for us. We rationalize the reality of the infection of sin and in its destructive nature to our being and to those around us. We create a wall to shut ourselves off through God or from God and one another. Thus, we turn on ourselves with the consequence without any reprieve or comfort. Oh boy, because we become consumed with animosity and vengeance when we then suffer with guilt and bitterness. Our personal lives, oh my God, this is tough, y'all. Our personal lives dissolve and our impact on the community as men and women of God, as good and moral leaders becomes a hindrance instead of a blessing. Take a serious look into Psalms 32 meditate over it carefully and then surrender yourselves over to the love of God. Allow the sin to be forgiven and released. Be courageous. Listen, y'all, be courageous. Seek out forgiveness and public confession and reconciliation. Allow yourselves to grow and mature to be the best whole person Jesus desires you to be. There is simply no better way. This is liberation and true comfort. And in Psalms 32, and it says, the New Living Translation, and I close with this, call to forgive. It says, oh, what joy 
for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groan all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, y'all, let all godly pray to you while there is still time that you may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment for you are my hiding place you protect me from trouble you surround me with the songs of victory the lord says i will guide you you along the best path of your life i will advise you and watch over you do not be like a senseless horse or a mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad. All you who obey him shout for joy. All you whose hearts are pure. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray. That was tough. Being that offender, that's tough, y'all. <laughs> that's tough got to let God be the center. We have to let God be the center and then go work it out with that person. And nobody's going to say it's been easy. So I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode 10, Call to Forgive. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your support and responses. New episodes will release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify and whatever podcast platform you use at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, when we forgive, we are actually saying to the person, God has mandated us to forgive. I have something of yours that is intended for you that does not belong to me because God said so, that I must voluntarily hand over to you without any compensation and I must forget about it. A special thanks to my man, Kevin Clayton KC. What's up with you, boy? At I Am Music Group for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork. She keep your boy fly, y'all. The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nini on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. And also he has a new show called Box Seats. He has his own cable show. Check it out. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. Team for the Baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell and Lena Bird Miles for This Is The Day intro. Appreciate you. Shout out to Shannon Jackson and Shay J Entertainment and the Holy Ghostbusters ministry. A shout out to my man Julian Payne at the House of NoHo and House of North Hollywood Barbershop, a celebrity barber to the stars. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area or you're flying in, holla at your boy and tell him Pastor Wade sent you. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W. A-I-D. Remember to post any subject ties you like discuss on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories or what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. 
Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 